Hey everybody, you're listening to the Seven Figure Launch Podcast. I'm your co-host Scott Patton, the of Blognomics and Technology, and uh, welcome to our other co-host, Alex Dean. Hey Alex, how you doing? Wonderful, Scott. Always a pleasure. Hey, great. So, um, the... The theme of our uh, of our podcast of our show is uh, launching, and of course that's a huge, huge component, a very important part of of anybody's marketing strategy. But uh, for those of us that are just kind of starting out on the internet, uh, Alex, can you explain what a launch is? Like, sure. Are we going uh, out into outer space here, or what? Uh, no, I mean that's that's actually becoming very trendy too. But no, we're not we're not talking about uh, rocketing into outer space, God. The, the concept of a launch has been around in a while, and it's been um, it's now just getting full swing in our industry, you know, in the internet marketing circles, and the small business. But if you look at it, corporate America companies like Apple, which you know obviously is a household name, have been doing very very successfully. I mean, you've probably seen, I'm sure, Scott, the, you know, dozens if not hundreds of ads, right, for the iPod, the iPhone. It's actually been amazing what they've done with the iPhone because they've and and actually, as you say, the iPod, because it seems at a certain time of year, they have got in the habit of releasing a new version. Like the iPod is in September, and I think sometime in the spring is the iPod, iPhone. And there's this huge buzz and buildup of, you know, are they going to or aren't they going to? And and I heard that there's the X7Z4 uh, edition coming out of the iPod and all these things. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, they're having this conference and, and news conference and, the, you know, there's the Apple world thing and then is Steve Jobs going to be there or not be there? And there's just this whole buzz going through all these, uh, you know, major sites and news sites and everything else. And then the next thing you know, it's like, yeah, we've got the pink version of the iPhone coming out in two weeks. <laughs> and yeah, the, it goes Ap- wild. <laughs> yeah, Apple's brilliant. And, of course, the other one that's very popular is uh, look at the movie industry, even more so than the music industry, the movie industry, you know, like um, um, we just recently came back and watched the, the Transformer movies, the, the, the sequel, yeah. and the, the, lead, the, the lead up time to it was unbelievable, you know, about a month or two before the movie was going to go live. I mean, you saw, you could turn around anywhere within 10 feet and not know that a movie was coming out. And so as you can imagine, they're just going to be printing money here for the next, you know, several months or actually yeah, several years. That's right. And, I mean, it was a massive, massive success. Like its first mm-hmm. weekend five days were like, you know, the top five or something of all time. Yep, yep, yep. And a lot of that is really, like you said, anticipation, the, you know, the, the anticipation to build up and everything. They just didn't kind of like open a movie and then people just, hey, let's go all watch it because the, the dynamics has changed. You know, you have to be able to grab market awareness and all that. And that's some of the dynamics we'll be talking about in this and future, you know, future shows. Oh, very, very cool. So basically, I've got a product. Now, you talked about it. We're, you know, we tend to talk mostly about the Internet marketing field. But would it apply to, say, like the weight loss field or real estate or, uh, you know, trading or other maybe smaller niches? Yes. Uh, it's actually it's great that you mentioned that. Uh, some, some of you um, – if you know, uh, heard me before, you know that I'm in more than one niche uh, in internet marketing and also uh, market in the real estate industry and also uh, to small businesses as well. And it applies all across the board. Really, for, uh, if you look at it, uh, take a step back. The launch is really a, it's a time-based marketing event with you know, certain key steps along the way, you know, uh, with certain psychologies built into it. Uh, the key really is that you know, um, most, 
a lot of the folks listening to this call are probably internet marketers, and their pro- their experience are probably related to that. If you look at it, what it is at its core, it's a very very efficient and cost effective and quick way of grabbing lots and lots of customers very very efficiently. Uh, we're actually right now helping a financial firm launch their financial products, um, you know, which is not something most people would think about. And then the second thing is we're also going to be taking this to, um, you know, midsize and uh, into, to the back into uh, corporate America as well. Because a lot of corporate America right now, uh, what they're going through is that they're finding that other forms of media, uh, for example, TV, radio, and all that, while they work, the cost is going up like crazy. But in a perverse sort of way, the response rate is dropping. Mm-hmm. So their cost, their, their cost of getting a customer or, or in many cases a lead is becoming cost prohibitive. Uh, we're talking with a, with a gentleman right now. Who uh, this is this get uh, this will I'm sure get some folks attention here. They they run they run a uh, infomercial for one of their uh, most um, well known uh, brands. He's a uh, kind of like a superstar, and they do I believe around 125 150 million dollars. Wow! And and one of their top stars alone, they you know they built a business around him, his brand. They do I believe between 70 80 million a year, which is him. Now the interesting thing is that even though that works and they're just phenomenally good at you know at using infomercial. There's a certain amount of media and cost associated with acquiring a customer via infomercial. So while that's going to continue to work, you know, they're not going to go anytime soon. Uh, they want to explore the alternatives of getting customers. And these folks move a ton of stuff. They sell 6,000 of their products a week. I don't mean 6,000 opt-in, Scott. I mean 6,000 units a week. Wow, that's nice. Right. So what we're looking at here is... And I think one of the things that really excites me about this show that we're doing is we're not talking about a flash in the pan here. We're not talking about, you know, you get your product, you do this, you do this, you do this, you have this big splash, you make a bunch of sales, and you disappear, which, you know, we see, you and I see all the time uh, in our industry. You're, You're talking about this being one part of an ongoing marketing strategy. Yes, exactly, Scott. And that that's really, you know, um we kind of we kind of have a term for some of those things. I mean, there are some industries where you can create a product literally almost overnight. Again, that's one of the that's one of the benefits of doing stuff in the internet marketing industry. Yeah. But in other industries, for example, in the financial market or in the real estate market, that you know, you can get in a lot of trouble by having a product and not having enough people test it out in the, you know, in the get, getting enough uh, folks to use it and in those industries, you don't have the luxury of releasing something. People can get back to you in 30 days to have success with it. In, you know, in real estate, it takes weeks, sometimes months, and in, in many cases over a year to see the result of what they're doing, depending on what they're doing. In the financial market, you know, uh, it's usually measured in weeks and months. You know, um, yeah, or nine. lifetimes. <laughs> right, right. So you know, if you're releasing an e-book, that's fine, but most of the products we're selling tend to be fairly high-end. And right now we're even looking at, say, for example, using launches, um, you know, and say, for example, think about niches, say, in industrial equipment, and some of the folks on the call might be snickering and say, why would you want to do a launch in, in industrial equipment, right? Well, in industrial equipment, I mean, a sale might be half a million, a million, sometimes 10 millions. Yeah. And so there, they're not trying to sell, you know, 10,000 of those puppies, right? They're using a launch in a very, very uh, advanced way, and they're using it really as a way as we, what we in the marketing world call softening the beachhead. What that means is that you're, you're preconditioning the person to be more respo- to be more response to the marketing message. So in those cases, not really selling the product. They're using the launch model to qualify the buyer because in those cases, you know, you can't hit on a, you know, a credit card and say, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll charge $10 million on my credit card. What you're doing is you're using the launch to pre-educate it. I have a business partner, his name is Frank, and um, you know, he and I both worked a lot in the corporate world. And really, if you look at it, the launch at its core, there's a lot of pre-education. I'm sure, Scott, you've seen the videos, the white papers. Yeah. 
you know, the blog, a lot of that's pre-education, is you know, educating the consumer. Right. Actually, what you're talking about is really, really fascinating because I have uh, some partners, and what we do is we put together environmentally or green housing. And oh. Yeah, and they're, they're a prefab. I don't know. I don't think prefab is the right word. Basically, it's a factory that builds all of the walls to the, to the architect's design, the engineer's design. And so when and then it's it's done in such a way that it fits in a container properly, so there's no wasted space in the container. I mean, these computers figure all this stuff out, right? And then when it's shipped, it's it's lightweight, so two people, maybe four guys with no cranes, can put together a house. Now these are not big, huge mansions. They could be, but the purpose of it is for say. Um, you know, Kenya or uh, Mozambique or someplace, you know, if they have a disaster and the monsoon wipes everything out, these homes can be put up and they're secure, they're safe, they're uh, up quickly. You know, so we're talking relatively small homes. And But, you know, if you can put up, a, you know, a house in a day or two days that's in a close-up state so that people can actually, you know, be, you know, safe and secure and dry, uh, that's a pretty good thing. And the other thing that is really cool about it is there's no waste. Like, you know, if you go to any housing, you know, construction site, you'll see this pile of wood and everything else where people have cut and everything else. You know, the container shows up. They take everything out. They assemble it like a 3D jigsaw puzzle, you know, screw everything together. And then, uh, and then the container goes away, and there's no waste, there's no pollution, there's none of this sort of stuff, right? So we're taking that to uh, the Middle East and uh, Ghana and and parts of Africa right now, and we, uh, you know, and I, we're just thinking of we I, we just had a conversation last week. We're just thinking of ways that we can, you know, get the word out more and more and more. And then you go and talk about doing a launch in that industry, and it would be, you know, probably a perfect thing to do because we're looking at like we're looking at closing a three thousand dollar home deal, which you'd say, wow, that's a lot of homes. Actually, once that those 3,000 homes are up and they are happy with them. They've got another 30,000 that they want to build. And if they're happy with that, there's like five countries around them that are going to want the same thing and we'll start building factories and the, and the whole thing. So, you know, we're, like you say, we're not, we're happy to build one or two of these homes because we know that there are thousands of homes that will be built after that. And uh, so, yeah, it's really, it's any sort of business that you're in where you can you can have people find out about you, get the buzz, and then contact us as opposed to us having to, you know, cold call or something like that. It's just amazing. Right. And the nice thing, like I said, with the launch is, like, uh, you know, it, it's core what you're doing is you're pre-educating the buyer. Um, you, know, they're, you know, the way we do it is, like, we, we combine some of the ideas you just mentioned and we put a deadline on it. You know, during that time, they usually get a better deal or there's additional support or certain, you know, certain combinations of things that may not be available, like a premium version or something. Um, but again, we, you know, most it comes with a free solar panel on exactly. the roof. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, once you start talking about these things, you you know, this is the cool thing, and why I always like doing shows like this with a co-host as opposed to just monologuing it, because the ideas just generate that would never ever generate otherwise, right? But, right. uh, you know, we've got access to wind technology for generating power, solar technology, uh, basins to collect the rainwater off the roofs, uh, you know, uh, waterless toilets, all of these things. 
and to be able to say, yeah, you get a $500 waterless toilet thrown in for free, you know, and now I'm thinking about, because we've talked about infomercials, I'm thinking about, you know, being on this infomercial saying, have you been hit by a monsoon? Has your little hut gone fly? Oh, and these things, by the way, 200 mile an hour winds don't, don't affect it as long as it's attached to the ground and doesn't get blown away, right? So, sure. uh, you know, the Caribbean is another area that we're looking at because, they're, they, you know, hurricanes come, these things stay up. And the first time the, the uh, uh, Vince told me about these things and the 200-mile-an-hour winds, they resist them, I thought, I thought, okay, you have like a, a really small 400-square-foot home and... Uh, 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 a really small 400 square foot home and these people are in it the monsoon the hurricane hits and they do like the indiana jones thing and they end up flying two islands over right but uh have i lost you no 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 i was just okay. i was um yeah all right <laughs> so yeah so there there you go uh so now i'm thinking yeah you've got you've got can do this infomercial and and we have these homes flying all over the place. So. I, but I digress. <laughs> so the launch is, an, is a great way to get buzz and get people thinking about your product that they wouldn't be able to think, wouldn't be thinking about before. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, most of, uh, I'm sure a number of people on the call are already familiar with the idea of you know getting the community to support you, and then you know quickly selling lots of unit. But I think most people's experiences are limited to selling information product or educational products. So we just want to kind of share that you know if you're not. If you're not in one of those spaces, you know, you're not limited to saying, well, you know, I'm not selling info product, educational product, therefore I can't use this. Um, the examples could be anything from, like I said, you know, industrial equipment, real estate. In your case, you know, Scott, uh, I would say, for lack of a better word, prefab homes to help out, you know, uh, folks in, um, in, um, third world countries. in third world countries. Um, you know, we've seen this, we've seen it used in so, so many ways. And in many cases, it could be a supplement to something that's very, working really, really well already. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks feel, feel like, oh, it's the ultimate end all be all, uh, thing. And while it's very effective, we, we, like you said, we've used one of the things in many activities you can do. And in a, in a future show, I like to talk about what's called post-launch. Uh, it turns out that when you architect it properly, Scott, you know, we, we, we met because, you know, we're, I was, um, at the time when I was meeting with you, my, my focus was really helping clients build back-end, um, back-end systems, you That's know, right. like really, really large programs. And when we do a launch, it's an enabler to quickly sell a lot of also back-end things like coaching, you know, um, seats to live events and things like that. We have one client, he's, what he's done is like, uh, it's pretty amazing. He's made, because he's got a really, really uh, uh, effective infrastructure, he's made, I believe, uh, between seven and eight times uh, what he did during the launch within 90 days of the launch. Now, just to put you guys in perspective, you know, without giving away anything confidential, he did close to uh, $900,000 during his launch. Wow. So for him to, for him to do seven to eight times that, you know, within roughly 90 days uh, after the launch is pretty substantial. That's amazing. Right. So we're t- – yeah, because, I mean, I know a lot of people who have had relatively successful launches and mm-hmm. then uh, have crashed and burned afterwards. Like it's kind of exactly. like the launch took everything out of them, and then mm-hmm. and they couldn't handle the customer service, and then mm-hmm. they then they had nothing else to sell those people. So really, you know, you sell uh, uh, in this particular case it was like one hundred fifty thousand dollars in a week, and then you don't talk to them for nine months because he was just totally overwhelmed and and snowed yep. under, and yep. and then you know and he's still working on. Uh, some great ideas for follow-up products a year later, but it would have been great to have had those things rolling out 
at the time because it was uh, he had people that were just super hot. Yeah, and a lot of folks don't realize this, but if you only have one product, you're leaving an enormous amount of money on the table. Um, you know, without without getting into full blown discussion about that, you you're leaving probably I would say you know, uh, depending on how you want to do the math, but you know, roughly three to four times what you could have made on the table by not having that immediately in the upsell or shortly after that. All of our clients, because most of them are already established, are in some capacity or another can do a live event. And, of course, a live event could be paid or it can be free. Of course, at a free event, they sell more. But, yeah, that's, we, you know, we see that over and over again because they, a lot of folks don't realize that. You said they think that, well, you know, the launch was the end goal. No, the launch is a marketing event. Yeah. The end goal is to grow your business. Yeah, you know, or or you know, or uh, really scale the business. Well, and, and also, yeah, and if you think of this launch as the be all and end all, then that's different than thinking of it. Okay, I have a launch, and six months or a year from now, I'm going to have another launch, right? Yep. Because you can, it's a spike for sure, but then you can have business, like you said, like eight times more business after the spike, and then have another spike, and eight times more business after that spike. Um, and you can just grow your business that way. And and looking at, I mean, this is a, these. What we're talking about is a, is an absolutely 100% proven model. Because, I mean, just look at what Apple's been doing with the iPod oh my God. and the iPhone. Yeah, that's mean, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, every year they have a new iPod or iPhone come out. You know, and you wonder what they're going to come up with next, right? And it's like, oh my God, my iPod can hear that song playing in Walmart and tell me what it is, and then I can push a button and buy it and have it on my iPod? Right. <laughs> you know, how brilliant is that? Right, and you look at it, right? I mean, Apple doesn't spend, I mean, Apple literally spends billions of dollars in research and development every year. They don't go through that, release the iPhone, say, okay, we're trashing that thing, we're going to go through the iPrinter now. Oh, no, no, we're doing the iMonitor, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's what a lot of us have. We have, you know, we kind of jokingly call it marketing ADD. Apple, the reason they do really, a lot of folks, you know, for I don't know if it's still the same core strategy, but for many years, they were selling the iPhone and the, uh, and, uh, and the iPod to sell more Macs. Because the iPhone, while it works on a PC, it works much better on a Mac. So a lot of them, they, they've significantly increased their sales of the Macs because they were the people were introduced to Apple through the iPhone. So right. one could argue that's kind of like a backdoor strategy to sell more Macs. Right. And, and you know, we all know how brilliant Steve Jobs is. Believe me, this, this didn't happen in midstream. So, oh, hey, why don't we tie the iPhone to the Mac? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Hey, let's, let's change midstream, you know. They don't do that. They think this thing, they really think this thing through, which is one of the things why we get engaged you know, on, on major launches, you know, right. if a client's doing a $50,000 launch, we're like, you know, that's fine. Uh, if they're doing 100000 most of the time we can say you can probably do an assistant. Most of the time we're brought in to do million or in some cases multi-million dollar launches. At that point, it looks more like a corporate project. you got well-defined roles, activities, tasks. You know, again, we, you know, we're going to cover a lot of this uh, in more detail, but that's, that's, you know, that's when it becomes a full-blown, you know, project. You know, right. Project plan, milestones, you know, contingency plans, everything. Right, and even if you're a one-man shop, you have to follow that model to be successful. I mean, right, it's you know, business is business is business. Whether you've got a brick-and-mortar store or you've got a uh, you know a, a website on the internet, you you still have to look after your customers. You still have to have a good product to sell. You have to be competitive. You have yep. to have good customer service. Uh, you know. It, it doesn't change, you know, humans are humans. I mean, our basic uh, needs and wants and psychologies all remain the same. You know, it's not so, you know, we don't, you just don't get on the Internet thinking, oh, I'm going to put a website up and I'll, you know, sell a $5 ebook and make a million bucks and not do anything else. It has to be part of, a, of an ongoing process. 
Right, and some of, some of those things can be streamlined, but it's core. There's certain things you can't, you know, you can't, you can't ignore. Like you said, it's got, you know, follow on customer service. You know, the product's got to be competitive. It's got to be price. You know, it's got to have the right positioning. It's got to have the right. So there's, you know, all the roles are defined. You may be doing all of them. At which point, it might be exhausting. But the point is that the roles is there. If you're answering the email, you're you're customer service, regardless of what you may think you are. At that point, you're not the business owner, or you're the customer service. That's right. In a small launch, that's fine. In a launch where you're getting five, ten thousand customers in a week, you know, or two, you don't have. To, I don't care if you're staying up 48 hours a day. You're not going to be able to answer every email inquiry that's coming in. So at that point, you have to explicitly break up that role and bring on additional help. That might be one person, could be another entire company just dedicated to that function. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than uh, you know having five thousand customer service emails to answer and you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, but I, I've been there. Unfortunately, I, I, you know, you and I have been in, in corporate functions before. You know, once you answer a couple, it's like, oh, you know, this is not really best use of my time. Let's just, you know, let's let me do this. So right now, one long before we scale a launch for our client, we make sure that they have a customer service manager and a customer service department that that manager manages. Right. Because the last thing you want to do is have the customer service manager manage that because they'll quit on you, you know, almost overnight too. Right. <laughs> Okay, well, we've come to the end of our uh, our premier show. Uh, thanks, Alan, Alex. The uh, information has been uh, great. We're going to continue uh, on talking every week about uh, launching and how you can have successful launches, the different components of it. And uh, I'm really excited to be doing this, Alex, and I'm really excited that uh, you're on board with me. Yeah, we uh, we talked about this for quite a while, so I'm glad that you know our schedule finally meshed. And we, we have tons of case studies. And, you know, my goal is to... Be, you know, keeping client, you know, uh, names, you know, anonymous, but, you know, share with you guys real-world lessons for a lot of the launches we do, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as the old movie goes. Uh, you know, we're, you know, in some cases, we have to change the names to protect the innocent, but this is not textbook stuff. This is stuff, that, you know, from the trenches and, you know, the school of hard knocks. There so. you go. So you've been listening to the sevenfigurelaunchpodcast.com, so you can go there and, and check out previous uh, episodes that we've got, and I think we'll probably have some more uh, auxiliary information for you there as well. Definitely uh, bonuses. Definitely some bonuses, and we'll be uh, giving you some reasons to head over there and uh, check out more and more of this, particularly if, you're, if you've got a product, uh, you've got a business, and you want to take it to the next level because uh, we've done it lot of people and there's no reason we can't do it with you all right well thanks everybody it's always been a pleasure scott bye bye we'll see you next time bye everybody